I believe every person deserves kindness in their lives. I believe kindness has the power to change us from the inside out, to change the world beginning with you and me. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Self-Kindness, Self-Kindness with Pete. It's about figuring out how kindness towards ourselves can be our superpower, how kindness is more than just a reward at the end of the day. It's about living clear lives, focused lives, motivated by loving concern, rather than motivated by fear and anxiety. It's about how we make that change. How does self-kindness show up the moment we need it the most? You are so worthy of the kindness that's already in you. And each week, we'll be exploring how to do that with people who are leading this kindness awakening in their own lives. My name is Pete Sibley, and I'm so grateful you're here. Hello, and welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley, and I am so thrilled you're here. Welcome, if this is the first time that you're tuning into a Self-Kindness with Pete, and if you're returning and listening to another episode, <laughs> I'm, I'm thrilled you came back. This is fun. We're going to take time today to just continue to explore self-kindness and lots of good stuff here. But before we get into it, either way, if you're new, welcome. If you're coming back, welcome again. Have you subscribed? And I would love it if you took a moment to rate the show or left a comment. That helps so much in getting the word out about this incredible, I think, cutting-edge conversation on self-kindness. Now more than ever, we are looking for the capacity for humans to really embody and live out of compassion. I think it starts with self-kindness. And, you know, I think my guests agree we're on episode 20 today, and almost every single guest has said, well, I'll take that back, every guest has mentioned that this movement towards growing our capacity for being a compassionate human being in the world, it begins with us. It starts with us. They all say it. Authors, activists, scientists, musicians, poems, or, uh, poets, they all say it starts with us, that by going in, by knowing our truth, by noticing our own mind, our own thoughts, that grows our kindness capacity, and that changes how we bring it to the world. So it's not a little thing that you are here today, listening right now to this podcast. And whether you're doing it walking your dog or doing the dishes or driving home, it's an important and essential act. And I want to congratulate you and thank you for being the kind of person with all of the options that you have out there that you would take a moment to have a little mini self-kindness journey with me uh, and with my guest today. So my guest today is Kelly Gray. She is a yoga instructor, and we'll get into a full introduction in just a moment. But before we do that, I wanted to explore just a little bit this idea that has, you know, been playing in my mind, something that I've been working with some of my clients with. And 
the idea was noticing the bumps. <laughs> it's like, well, what do I mean by noticing the bumps? Well, bumps in the road, things that go bump at night. It's these bumps that can have the tendency to jolt us back into the present moment, to jolt us back to right here. Now, as human beings, it is totally natural to want to avoid the bumps. It's like we want things to go off without any bumps or any hitches, and yet isn't it the bumps, isn't it the challenges and and those hitches that actually end up growing us? Hmm. Yeah, so that is what has been pointed to time and time again on this show is that it's the challenges that grow us. It's the challenges that help us to really embody self-kindness. If we didn't have such a capacity and propensity to go towards the negative and hear that negative self-talk, you know, a lot of us wouldn't have come to exploring self-kindness in the depth that can be life-changing. So my invitation is to not miss the bumps, that reminder to not step away from the challenges, but see them and open our minds to how can this grow me? How can this help me? And also inviting those questions, does this serve me? What's my opinion here? And allowing that to grow our capacity because really I feel like that is what we need so much of. That's what's being called for in this moment is growing our capacity for kindness, for compassion. And the only way we can do that is by first growing it inside of us. So again, the fact that you're here, the fact that you are taking the time for you to explore self-kindness, well, it just shows me the type of human being you are. And I couldn't be more honored that you are the kind of person who is listening to the show. So thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. And thanks for taking this time. My guest is Kelly Gray. She is a yoga instructor at Union yoga monterey and i'll get into her bio right after we hear from a few great supporters of self-kindness with pete self-kindness with pete is supported and caffeinated by captain and stoker coffee roasters located in monterey california 398 east franklin street They're open every day, Monday through Friday, 6.30 to 4, and Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 to 4 p.m. You know, some places are just good at making, you know, their wares, like making good coffee. Some places are just filled with good people. Some places make you feel good. Some places have fun little knickknacks. And some places are just, you know, doing right by who they are in the world, who they are in the community, making the community a better place. And guess what? Captain and Stoker does all of those things. They are great people. They're bringing really good coffee and good things 
to our community. It's like I am a huge fan of their Instagram posts, their work of art, and they make me laugh and they make me want another cup of coffee. Every time I go in to Captain Stoker, I feel better. Anytime that I think of getting myself over there for a cup of coffee, I start to notice that my day, I get a little skip in my step. I love these people and I'm so grateful that they said yes to being partners with me at Self-Kindness with Pete. So if you can't make it there and check out their coffee in person, check them out online, check them at Instagram, Captain Stoker, and or captainandstoker.com online. You can order up their coffee and brew up a batch for yourself today. Thanks, Captain and Stoker. Self-Kindness with Pete is supported by Union Yoga Monterey. Union Yoga, what can I say about Union Yoga besides it's a little moment of bliss in my life. Anytime that I think about Union Yoga, anytime that I actually get myself to sign up and participate in a class with Union Yoga, it is just everything that is good about yoga is embodied in Union Yoga Monterey. They're now offering beach yoga classes at the Tides Hotel if you're here locally in Monterey. But the great thing about this is if you're listening to my voice and you're on the other side of the country, you could still take part in Union Yoga Monterey by checking out their live streaming yoga classes. They're now offering streaming mini immersions of 20-minute group breath work and meditations for 5 or 20 days. And you can sign up for all of this at unionyoga-monterey.com. That's union, U-N-I-O-N-Y-O-G-A, dash or hyphen, Monterey, M-O-N-T-E-R-E-Y. And high school and college students, your rate is 10 bucks, so you're saving 20 bucks if you use the code, all capitals, wise student. That's all capitals code, wise student. So I'm loving it. Thank you, Union Yoga. Can't wait to sign up again, and thanks for your support. So I love that my guest today is one of our early supporters for the Self-Kindness with Pete, Kelly Gray. She is the founder and owner and teacher at Union Yoga in downtown Monterey, California, and she is known as an authentic teacher with an ability to create a sense of ease in the practice. There's a love of storytelling and making yoga approachable and applicable to our modern lives that makes her classes fulfilling, leaving participants with a nugget of wisdom gained. I love getting to take a class with Kelly because she does bring all of her knowledge about yoga, but also brings her knowledge about life and blends them beautifully into a wonderful practice. I highly recommend that you find her on unionyoga-monterey.com and check out those classes and I think you'll be hopping on after you listen to our interview today. So here we go. So hello Kelly Gray. So (laughs) great to have you on Self-Kindness with Pete. This feels really natural to have you here. (laughs) Oh thank you. Yeah. No, it's good to be here. Thank you for, well, just for even asking and after, you know, all the conversations that you and I have had, um, it just seems so, so it's a natural yes. It's an easy yes to be here. Mm, mm. Well, all, all of a sudden I had a, a, a feeling like 
you know, that I'm on NPR and I have to divulge that Union Yoga, which you are the owner of, has has been a kind supporter of, of getting the word out about self-kindness. But that aside, you as a human being, um, you know, it's been such a privilege to to kind of walk and have had our paths cross here on the Monterey Peninsula. We've had some great conversations, and I know a lot of your background of who you are and what you do in the world and Mm -hmm. the kindness that you bring, but I'd love it if you just took a moment to share a little bit about you and why say yes to a self-kindness conversation today. It's, It's coming up more and more in daily life, and I am... You know, as owner of a yoga studio, and I have a corporate background. And when I opened the studio, I had a certain expectation or had an idea of the people I would be drawing in. I didn't realize how, um, I don't know, prevalent is the right word for it, that people don't seek yoga studios. When people are coming to yoga, they don't really come to yoga just to stretch, right? Because otherwise, they'd probably just take like a class to go stretch. But people come into yoga classes and they tend to be seeking something. And Mm. I didn't really expect that. You know, for a lot of people I've shared that with, or for the few people I've shared that with, it's been kind of like, are you kidding? (laughs) You know, of course, this is where people come to heal. And and what I see, you know, I, I will joke with my friends that, Union is a place where high achievers come to just allow themselves to be present and to be to reconnect with themselves and refuel. Mm. And the thing I see over and over is conversation around self kindness and around kind kindness in general. Mm. And since the studio has been closed, you know, seeing people at beach yoga or through our streaming classes, and that's not a plug. <laughs> it's just, wow, it is. We have conversations. Yeah. I always save space for conversation after the classes. And especially now, since we're sheltering place on month, whatever, it just seems that much more needed. And we need to remind ourselves, kindness is a practice. We need this practice just to to start with ourselves and give ourselves this gift of understanding that experience or things we might have said in the past or things we've said recently or to friends or things we might want to draw back or things that we've done that kind of make us cringe, you know, those need just as much love and compassion as we would give a friend who has just, you know, won an award or did something beautiful, you know, created this beautiful Mm. piece of art. We need to just have compassion for the experience to really just draw it and say like, well, what is happening right now? And even things that I've done in the past, our, our mind likes to go toward the negative as a way of like preservation and that space is fear. So mm. can we move toward a place of loving kindness as a way it's almost the, the opposite of fear? Mm. Mm. 
and so it's just the you know the studio has I've seen it through the studio I've seen it through and then when I say the studio now it's more of the community mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Right. but it's just it's something that is so needed and for myself it's it's my practice where I catch myself you know and I this is a practice for me and I just I mean I created the studio so that it could be the space where people can practice this community is like we can all practice this together and and really just reflecting on each other that like, why should I, why is it that I have more compassion for another person and I'm, I'm so hard on myself? Hmm. Like mm-hmm. let's start with ourselves and let it radiate out because it's, it's infinite. Hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, that is exactly <laughs> why I wanted to start a podcast that was talking about self-kindness because <laughs> I was like, well, at least once a week, I'll be talking about it with some, uh, you know, beautiful, brilliant person in the world. I get to talk about self-kindness. So, mm-hmm. so I can definitely relate to that idea of, of you creating the studio space so people could come in and practice and you can also be participatory in that practice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was something, an analogy as you were talking about, I had a, a scientist on the podcast and she talked about we have this propensity as humans to kind of default to what we might call a negative mindset, mm-hmm. but it's really only our labeling that is makes it negative mindset. It was designed as an evolutionary trait to to look for how do I stay, stay, stay safe? Right. And you know, her research and probably what you find in your own practice is it's not about hitting some mark ultimately, like in that research, it was about happiness research, but it was sustained happiness. And mm-hmm. in the yoga studio, it's about, you know, presence and, and health of, of our bodies and our awareness. But it's not like we're suddenly woken up, right? It's a practice into it. It's a sustaining it. We're going to lose it sometime and we come back to it when we're on the mat. I love how you talked about kind of meeting it and what comes up on the mat. You know, it's really similar in my experience to self-kindness. It's not like on the mat, I have a tight back and I'm going to try to get the into the deepest, you know, back <laughs> bending pose I can get into. It's like, no, I'm going to take some poses this way and maybe something over here that feels almost unrelated to the back, but it starts Mm -hmm. to open a little space. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's Mm -hmm. the same way for self-kindness. It's like, we don't just go in and just say like, okay, today kindness to Pete. (laughs) It's like, Mm -hmm. what's one little thing? What's one little space of attention? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the beautiful thing about the yoga practice is it's, a metaphor for our life, our body and our, the way we carry ourselves is a metaphor for our mind, <laughs> right? It's, mm. you know, how we are. I just um, sat up really straight when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> but you want ease also, right? We want that. We want to be able to get onto our mats. And when we, when we are practicing and why I appreciate like my classes are with, I always say they're like 70% of my classes are always the same and asana body, you know, the pose wise. 
but there are like Bikram or Shanga or these other forms that every single pose is the same. And the way we use that is, yeah, parts of the body might get unbalanced, honestly, like it's not a perfect practice, but with awareness, we notice by coming back to the same poses, by feeling our breath in the pose we were just in yesterday, and it felt completely different mm. yesterday. Mm. And to say like, oh, I just had a, you know, I had a really great conversation or a really great day. And then I get on my mat at the, you know, at the end of the day, and you just feel that sense of ease from your day. You're not fighting the poses. You're not resisting, right? And that's that's that awareness. And that's the practice of really becoming aware to these really subtle experiences. And then you start to notice like that negative mindset. Mm -hmm. And that's where the loving kindness comes in. Because mm -hmm. you can see like, is this is this idea that I'm telling myself, is that true? Mm, right? right? Like the self-inquiry, sure. Yeah, the self-inquiry of like, wait a second, I've been sitting here practicing or I'm breathing through this practice and I realized the whole time I've been like kind of angry. Like, what's that about? Mm, mm. Like, maybe we can just kind of say like, you know what, I showed up. Mm, like, maybe mm. I can just, and this is like, it's funny with my hand right now, I'm going through like a Surya Namaskar cycle. Like, mm. you know, moving through each breath of like the last time I was in this pose, I felt strong and, you know, and powerful. And this time I'm like, wow, now I'm really fatigued, you mm. know, and, and just each one having kindness. That's the direction we want to be, be bringing our practice mm. and our life. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that. Let's unpack that just a tiny bit. Kelly, mm -hmm. what do you see is the challenge? I mean, for instance, I know that when I'm on the mat in the room, there can be a lot of, oh my gosh, look at the, you know, the arms on that guy. I'm definitely not going to be able to do a handstand like him or, oh my gosh, like her body is amazing the way she's bending and turning and just all the comments going on. Mm -hmm what are some of the things that you see and then what are some of the ways as an instructor that you 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 become aware of that yeah of course i think part of that process right we see those really bendy strong people we're constantly comparing ourselves and i think that that's again that's part of being human like how do mm -hmm. we fit into this organization Right. It's when we start to not see, you know, defining that dude bro who can do the handstand in the middle of the room and, you know, yeah, <laughs> not dude yeah. bro, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are people who are beautifully practiced and they're doing that, but, you know, we start to compare ourselves and we start, start to define one, you know, that person's entire being and their value is increased because they have the nice arms or can, you know whatever it is we choose to look at their feature mm. that's one more way that the mind is playing with us right mm. it's trying mm -hmm. to define where we fit in instead of you know to have just that ability to come into a class and be like oh my gosh that's so great that that person is able to accomplish that wow they've obviously spent a lot of time on their mat doing mm. a lot of, mm. you know, 
and that accomplishment of the other being, that's not a permanent space for them, right? Just because you can do a handstand one day doesn't mean you will the next, hmm. right? So but we still attach to it and uh-huh. finding some loving kindness, you know, to be able to give that to ourselves of like, uh, I think so it's Sharon Salzberg has the term sympathetic joy, which is, uh, which I really like. And it's like the opposite of Schadenfreude. I see it as like the opposite of Schadenfreude, mm. which is, you know, Schadenfreude. I think that was actually this week was like one of the top words looked up. Um, right. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> which is like for, gaining for those pleasure. Who, yeah. For, <laughs> for those who don't know, maybe you can. Gaining pleasure in other people's failures. Yeah, and we don't need to name names, but here we go. Right. (laughs) So, um, you know, sympathetic joy is the opposite. Mm. Celebrating Mm. others for Mm. just just good for them, right? Like being happy to see other people succeed. And that's, and I think Sharon Salzberg would also go so far as to say, like, this is we do that because we're coming from an abundant mindset. Right. So that's something I, I feel like you do so naturally as an instructor that it just, it does feel so welcoming that, you know, wherever I am on my mat, it it just comes across from you. And yeah, I, I feel like everybody at union union, there is that, that joy and celebration of, of where I am right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how do you access that? So you see somebody who's on their mat, you have years of experience and you can maybe get the sense that they're, they have a little bit of that imposter syndrome. They have a little mm-hmm. bit of, they're struggling on their pose. How do you, how do you move with them? How do you enter into a space with them? What do you say, think, and how do you help, help them? When they're coming in, I think what one of the biggest lessons that yoga taught me is that very few people actually are born and raised in a yoga environment. That's less true, you know, as years continue. Um, but yoga didn't really expand in the U.S. Granted, you have some, you know, a few people in, from the 70s and 80s. But for the most part, like it wasn't until like, the 90s where it really started to build in momentum and so when people are coming to yoga and they're they're having those feelings um or even even to verbalize them i can usually see it when people are first starting out that this is you're in the exact right place Mm -hmm. and everyone feels awkward doing everything when we're new Right. That's kind of, that's, mm-hmm. you know, a big, that was a big lesson for me was to really just accept myself and to allow myself to be new and awkward mm. at whatever it is I'm trying. Wow. Hold on. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta say yes to that. <laughs> that, that. That's like the biggest takeaway I get from people when I talk about self-kindness. Be, mm-hmm. I use self-kindness because self-love was kind of too big of a reach for me 
So self-kindness seemed more attainable. And that is what I feel like when I talk to adults about self-kindness is that we feel awkward and clumsy in turning that lens of kindness and love back in towards ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I love that you just, and even if somebody has spent a lot of time doing it, we still feel awkward when we miss it and we kind of stumble. And that's the exact design of the program. Like there's never really a final pose to reach. Everything morphs into another pose. And the idea is to be constantly challenged Mm. and to constantly find an edge and dance on that edge and not push yourself too far and burn out. And, you know, it's the, it's the idea of the flame, right? You Mm. find the, the balance of not getting too close, but feeling the warmth. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, if that makes gorgeous. sense. Yeah, gorgeous. Well, I, I kind of cut you off because I got really excited. But you were talking about, you know, that that sense of feeling awkward doing something new yeah. and being able to relate to people when they're yeah. on the mat in that space. So, yeah. Right. So- Isn't that just the, the so much of what stops people in their lives is we it's so easy to fall into places of comfort because it's safe Mm. and like loving kindness, right? It takes courage. It takes Mm. courage to offer love to someone else or to something else or to an idea or whatever. It takes courage to offer out and to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So is loving kindness, the opposite of fear. Mm. I flip this back on you. You know, where I land in it is fear comes from the place that I I know, right? It, it comes from my perspective, my understanding. And so many things that I was afraid of, upon hindsight, I noticed that, first of all, it wasn't something to be afraid of. And almost mm-hmm. every time, there actually was no danger in the first mm-hmm. place. So aside from the few times where you're really in danger, like your life is in danger. Mm -hmm. Most fear, you know, sat with long enough, we can get to a place where it's not really there and I'm not really in danger. So loving kindness for me is, it's like doing the thing I'm afraid of on purpose, intentionally, trusting that the universe, God, goodness has my back and I'm going to do it. So. Yeah. And we always grow from it. Yeah. Yeah. There's always growth from stepping into discomfort. Yeah. So how about you, Kelly? What is your, if there's something you could share in a recent practice or something that seems to work consistently for you when that discomfort shows up, how do you meet it? What advice do you give yourself? I sit and do my best to meditate and to just observe what is happening under the layers of the feelings. So if it's like I'm feeling anxious or heavy and depressed, right? Like just scanning and and really checking in mm-hmm. and reminding myself to trust myself. And you know, I I also keep good company. Mm-hmm. Um and have my friends to turn to that 
remind me, you know, and I, I highly recommend <laughs> really <laughs> keeping good friends, right? Keeping good company. And that's also with myself. So that means, you know, I actually keep notes to myself of like, I will write down when I am feeling strong and when I'm feeling clear and focused and those times, um, I write that, I write down things to myself, I journal to myself and I'll pull that out um, mm. just to kind of reset myself. And also I think I'm, I think I do a pretty good job through a lot of practice of really just coming into each moment. You know, I think along with everybody, especially now in the way the world is, I give myself permission to have my breakdowns mm. <laughs> and to eat whatever I want and to, you know, like I just to not return calls or whatever for a day. But then because I know like, okay, this is just what I need right now. I need to like huddle in, preserve myself. And I always, you know, watch an episode of Shit's Creek and then I come back out. <laughs> and that to me is just like knowing that like and trusting we all have one go round on this planet and we're all alive in this moment and we get to experience this era right now. And it kind of equals out the playing field. Like this is all a gift. Like we are operating with the people we're operating with at this point mm -hmm. in time and having these experiences together. Like how can I not show up for that? That to me is self-care too. Yeah, I think that, well, it's something that comes up, has come up on on several of my interviews that it's the reminder that, you know, it's okay to be serious about, about finding joy. It's okay to yeah. be serious about finding kindness and to really get into it. Not just, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just write a bunch of affirmations, but like, you know, to take the affirmations, if you will, one step further, to be serious and intentional about mm -hmm. it. And that's, I think, what you do so naturally as an instructor and just as a human being in the world. So, so mm -hmm. thank you for being that in the world. Yeah, I, you know, and I'm, as I'm listening to you, I think this is also, I, I always feel like, a, you know, there's so many ideas, right, that we try to articulate and words get in the way because mm. what we always talk about is the subtle experiences that are felt in our body and you know felt in the heart and it takes work to find joy and loving kindness in our lives mm. right and coming back to that idea what we were just talking about like it's really easy to stay safe and you know those people who end up being a little more rigid in their lives like they're trying to find control of something and it takes effort to allow ourselves to be messy mm. and to dig in and to find out what we're about so that we can and, you know, relate to others more clearly, like present ourselves more fully and to be able to, I also think that this is also like when we do our own work and really understand our motivations which change, which fluctuate, right? And, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but we get into that, but, the, and to witness it and to claim it for ourselves, when we go back out into the world, 
wearing a mask when we go back out. Like we make eye contact with someone and maybe we see something in someone else that's that's the namaste, right? Recognizing that other people are going through similar things or something you relate to or understand. Yes. To connect. Because a beautiful life is near meaningless if you cannot share it with others, right? And that's loving kindness for yourself, loving kindness for others. It's all the same. And loving kindness is the ability to connect with each moment, with each other. Yeah. Also, Sharon Salzberg was... I think her, and I keep referring, I just love her, her work. And the idea that the loving kindness meditation is, it also reflects on the idea of like, if somebody else's behavior, like if we ourselves can move from a place of loving kindness, right? We know that other people's behavior across the globe impact our lives, your neighbors and how they live their life impacts our life right? Like we're all connected Mm. and right. We're seeing it with the planet and the health of the planet right now. We're seeing it down to the smallest details right now and the impact of people traveling globally last December, last January, right? That changed how people are moving through their lives, how people are thinking energetically, how they're thinking about themselves and for others living with compassion, right? Like we are, our actions, you know, we're leaving our karma, our energy. Mm -hmm. The smallest actions impact other people's lives, whether we realize it or not, Mm -hmm. in in subtle ways, but it's cumulative. So can we be kind? Mm -hmm. And how does your kindness to yourself change your relationships to other people? Yeah vital questions essential questions in this moment in time Mm. i i love it kelly i feel like i could just continue to have a conversation with you for Mm. for hours and hours but uh but before i want to make sure that people know how to find you out there uh in the world how can we follow you how can we get into one of your classes how can we make that happen thank you um I am still on unionyoga-monterey.com. Um, and yeah, so just checking out Union Yoga. I think it's Union Yoga Monterey, one word on Instagram. On, we're on Facebook and we're streaming. We're doing beach classes. We have some fun stuff coming up and we're doing both, you know, vinyasa online and streaming. We're also doing meditation programs where I'm doing live streaming meditations um, where we gather in groups and people are liking that because there's some accountability to just showing up to practice Uh every day. So yeah, we're doing just, I'm, I'm doing my best to we're We're all moving through this era together. So whatever I can do to support other people in the program, Uh we're creating programs around that. Well, I'm wordy today. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. we're we're. I'm super grateful that you are putting out lots of lots of ways to connect 
I need to maybe I'll just say it right here. I'll commit to actually getting into a class instead of just talking about doing it. Um, And uh, but I am really grateful that in the podcast here, I didn't have to do any awkward chair poses. So. Yeah. Why do people know me for that? (laughs) I have people like, oh, Kelly, she does that. I don't know. Well, I I think it's your willingness to to literally sit in the uncomfortable. But that's another another conversation. Yeah. Kelly Gray, such a pleasure and privilege to to have you on Self-Kindness with Pete. Thanks for being here. Really appreciate you. My total pleasure. Anytime. I look forward to more conversations with you. Thank you so much, Pete. Hmm. I love that conversation and those questions Kelly was asking at the end. You know, what is my level of self-kindness inside and how does that affect the world around me, the people that I meet? You know, years ago, I decided that I had to change my internal landscape and that set me on a journey to grow mindfully my self-kindness practice in my life and it's changed everything and that's why i designed and created the coaching that i'm doing now with compassionate adults to invite them to change and rework their lives to live more clear more mindful and more connected And if you are ready to make this change, if you are ready to pick up this call for the capacity of human compassion in the world, I invite you to go to PeteSibley.com and click on Work With Me, and let's begin today. I'm helping compassionate adults get unstuck and to begin living the lives of their passions and their dreams. I'm so grateful that you took the time to be here today. I love you. See you next week. And I'll leave you with this song. Break these chains